Psalm 100 from the New Living Translation. Shout with joy to Yahweh, all the earth. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Come before God singing with joy. Acknowledge that Yahweh is God. God made us. We are theirs. We are God's people, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Go into their courts with praise. Give thanks to God and praise their name, for Yahweh is good. Their unfailing love continues forever, and their faithfulness continues to each generation. Four years ago, Curtis and I lived in Illinois, and we're figuring out our move home to California, including how to help share what we had been prayerfully dreaming about for this new church group. At that time, we created a podcast series called The Launch Pod, breaking down various elements of this hoped-for church. That is now the Pomona Valley Church Podcast, to which you are listening. Now, the thing is, at the time, all it was was hoped for, hypothetical. And so as we begin this new year, we'd like to revisit many of those same topics from the launch pod before we actually began and give those episodes a remix based on what has happened and who we've become in the past four years. So to kick off, I'm remixing the episode, What We Do When We Gather. When we first began clarifying what church would look like, One goal surfaced for the time that we would gather together. It was kind of like a lighthouse, a beacon that we could set a course towards. And it was this, we want our time of worship together to help equip us to follow Jesus in our everyday lives. We'd like it to equip. And this continues to be true. When Curtis or I are preparing for a single week when we're going to gather together, we are often asking the question, what do we hope people would be more equipped to do because of this? The answers range. For example, we've said at times, we hope people feel equipped to notice this dynamic more readily, that they would have eyes to see. We hope people feel more equipped to try this particular practice for themselves outside of our time together. Or we hope they feel equipped to navigate the times that we all feel this certain way or the situation we all come across. To help that equipping happen, we also tried to answer for us, why church at all? In the winter of 2019, we said, given all the faith resources that already exist, why gather as a church? And our answer then was that we believe the reason for people to gather for a church service is twofold. First, it's a time to practice following Jesus together. And so we imagined a time that was experiential and interactive because that's how practice works best. Second, we think it matters that we follow Jesus together. Our world's increasingly isolated and lonely but following Jesus shouldn't be. So our gatherings will always be relational and fun, we said, so that we could put our value of relationship into action. We said then, if we practice and we do this together, perhaps bit by bit over time, we'll feel more equipped than before to live our beautifully ordinary lives with God. And so now when I consider what we do when we gather, if someone asked me about our church and what we're like and what Sundays are like, I would say this plays out in a few specific ways. One, we're a stories church. Several times back in 2019, Curtis or I said that we imagined that when we gathered, people would bring stories. And we weren't totally sure what form that would take. But we had this hunch that if people spoke honestly about experiences they had lived through, if as a community we heard thoughtful but uncurated stories from one another, it could be incredibly helpful. And as these last four years have happened, that has proved to be true. 
I am more convinced than ever that the spiritual practice of sharing our stories creates space for the Holy Spirit to open up our hearts, inspire our imaginations, and remind us of God's presence in our lives. Second, we're a table-based church. We decided to celebrate communion every week and said at the time, there's so much happening in communion, so many layers, so many themes. So if we celebrate it every week, every time that we gather, it gives us the space to explore one theme at a time, to pull one thread of the fabric of what God did and does through celebrating communion. And that is still true. Over these last four years, we have been able to pull on so many different threads of what happens at communion because every single week we grab something bread-like and something wine-like and come to the table Christ sets. We're also a table-based church because of virtual brunch. In March 2020, when we first had to be a church online, one of the keenest losses to our little community that was only six months old was dinner. We had been having literal dinner together, and we had been gathering around those tables. And where I'm really grateful and where I commend our community is how willing everyone was to say, a breakout room can be a brunch table if we let it. And so ever since, we have had virtual brunch as a core practice in our gathered times. Back in 2019, we named a hope that when we gather, there would be space for the core value of relationship in our church to come alive. And we said, it'll depend a bit on what the space is like and so on, but there will be chances to talk to people, to build friendships in some way. Well, the space became digital and the tables became virtual, but as a church, we have spent over one third of our gathered time in conversation for as long as we have been a church. One big reason that we have waited to try a hybrid gathering is this very value. If all we cared about was creating a great audience experience, we could go live, offer simultaneous streaming, and be done with it. But whether we are near or far from Southern California, we're one group and we're one church and every group member matters. Your experiences, your stories, your expertise, your needs, they're important. And supporting each other along the way is important. And so we've waited because we're really excited to try out a tech setup that we hope supports why we gather. Togetherness. Practice. Now, I will add that I am recording this sermon that was given on January 8th, a little bit after the fact, where we learned that our January 15th hybrid was thwarted by low internet speed. I have to tell you, it's such a loss. We've been so excited because of this very specific way we envision the tech and live interaction. Now we're going to come back in February. We're going to try again. It's very fixable, thankfully, with some time. It was just a miscommunication that got us there. Nevertheless, it was definitely something that reiterated what we had just felt, that this idea of becoming a single community around shared values across a variety of locations we think is incredibly inspiring. Back in 2019, Curtis and I said, there are already plenty of options for people who are mostly looking for the 20 to 30 minutes of a vaguely indie rock slash pop style worship band, five to 10 minutes of announcements and 40 minutes of sermon. That flavor of church, lots of them. They're in most towns. Many of the largest ones have all their resources online. And in those models, maybe the key value is the words that are spoken. You come to church to sing the words, you hear the sermon's words, 
And of course, Protestants would argue that those words flow from the word of God. And so some churches place heavy emphasis on the experience of receiving the words from that stage or speaker. In those models of church, the reason to gather at all is just that, the experience. The experience in the audience, which is, of course, hopefully an experience with God. The music, the ambiance, the worship space, the sermon, they're crafted to put people in a position for the experience. But if we really believe a person can experience God everywhere, if we really believe in the importance of experiencing God in our everyday life, well, putting too much focus on that 60 to 90 minute experience on a church campus, it doesn't quite fit, or at least it isn't sufficient. And so back then we said we were wondering how we might set people up to experience God more consistently throughout the week. And that brings us to the third thing that is true of us, because at the same time that we talked about that dynamic, we also said something that is still true, that we're going to be a weekly church. We're just going to choose to spend our 90 minutes or so together differently. And so we have to allow for the reality that many of us, for all sorts of reasons, are not in a come to a church campus two or more times per week kind of place. Now, in order to accept that truth and grow in trust and authenticity and relationship, we need to gather weekly. We know we won't all be here every week. I tell people outside our church that sometimes our attendance depends on whether we have a really great weather day where people need to go for a hike or to the beach. But what we said in 2019 is still true. We think we need to be here weekly, and we hope you're here too. Not because we're keeping attendance, but because we make church together. And because we have chosen to be the kind of church that's more a group you join than a place you attend. There are some other things we said back then. We said short sermons. We said it over and over. If anyone is currently missing the remaining 30 minutes a week listening to me or to Curtis, keep that to yourself. What we didn't say because we didn't know was just how much scripture we could get through in these first few years, even in 15-minute sermons, walking through all of Jeremiah, all of Matthew, all of Romans, all of Deuteronomy, exploring topics like how to cultivate a rhythm of life in our real life, or what we mean when we say God is a certain attribute or the many ways the Bible describes Jesus as good news. We also said back then that we would take four to eight months to start gathering at all. Instead, we took eight uh, weeks. When Curtis and I first arrived back home to California, we spent about six weeks having summer dinners for those who were around, just reconnecting. And then those who were a part of our early days met for a meeting to kind of get our proverbial ducks in a row and realized we were ready to go and had our first worship gathering in mid-September of 2019. When mid-March of 2020 showed that we would need to stay home, we started church on Zoom. And now we'll start hybrid worship as an experiment. To be honest, this unexpected reality can make it feel a little bit like we've launched this church three times. And the launching part can be uniquely challenging. The logistics of it, the wondering if and how it'll work, it's not necessarily my favorite. And yet, I see God's faithfulness to us as a group. Now, there are two more things we spoke about in 2019 that continue to be important to us, but 
that haven't really played out how we'd hope in this first season as a church. So these are two where Curtis and I find we still hope that they'll become increasingly incorporated into what happens when we gather. The first is fun. When we were live, we could use red lens revealers or bubbles in our response time. We could celebrate communion with cake. And I had a great time at picnics and cook-alongs, but I also know that our gathering specifically uh, online, our Sunday morning versions of Church on Zoom, they've been a little limited on the fun. As we look to the future, we want to up the fun factor. The second is about diversity. In 2019, we said there is a fascinating and important conversation happening right now about what it means to decenter whiteness in the American church. And the reality is it's going to take time for all of us to relearn how to be a church together in a different way. Then came 2020. I'm proud of how we've made serious efforts to to engage in both learning and action related to anti-racism. There's also so much room for more as we seek to not only welcome, but fully include, listen to, change for folks outside the majority culture, whether that's people of color or queer folks or gender non-binary folks, whomever might find themselves put in a position of outside of what culture has elevated. We'd love to continue to move towards them and to be a community that is marked by genuine honoring of the image of God in those who are different than ourselves. And so here we are, Pomona Valley Church. When we gather, we share stories. When we gather, we're a table-based church, both in our weekly practice of communion and the immense amount of time we spend in conversation and relationship building. We are a weekly church so that we can keep practicing and we can do it together as we follow Jesus into the world. Amen.